ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಕರ್ವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವತೀತಮಸ್ಮಾವಿರ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿ So how are we going to conduct this class? So this is it's your class, so it's up to you how you want to do it. Uh, we can um, take up a question, um, any clarification for what we've already covered. Um, that would be the main first thing we would do. So if anybody has any issues with anything we've studied, we can talk about that. Um, thereafter, we can take maybe general questions, whatever questions at all um, about the world, life, whatever. You know, anything that's bugging anyone um so that's how i think how we should do it so who has a question uh, yeah i did about um the difference between unselfish and selfless actions very good question um, but i'm a bit confused about the the, the intention and the, the difference out in my head the intention for both is the same and the outcome Okay. Does everyone understand what uh, Rishi is asking? He's asking the difference between unselfish and selflessness. So the best thing we can um, tackle this question is let's explain what selfish, unselfish and selflessness is. Okay. Once we've clarified that, then hopefully you will have the um, answer. So what is uh, selfishness? Action is anybody selfishness. What selfishness? More for greed. It's about me, me, me. Okay. I'm, I would say it doesn't benefit anyone apart from yourself. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, that's the way I would So selfish, uh, selfish action is when you're catering to only your body, mind, and intellect. your physical body your emotions it's only to do with you you even if you help someone it's what can i get out of me helping yeah so the end uh, end result is you benefit yeah is that clear so what's a unselfish action Unselfish action is it's more automated without thinking going okay now I'm going to do that it's just just do it automatically so it comes naturally you're saying right, yeah, mm. you should you should have to think about it you're right um, but not everyone is made up that way right so how does someone who's selfish become unselfish he he comes to a class we talk about how unselfish benefits you over selfish so he feels actually you know what i'm quite a selfish person i'd like to become unselfish because that is the path to spirituality spiritual development so then how does we become unselfish so it would be the opposite wouldn't it an unselfish action would be seen as something that would See the your, your emphasis is I want to help. Yeah. Regardless of if I benefit or not. Okay. Selfish is only I benefit. What can I get from from you? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to benefit, then I won't perform that action. Yeah? Yeah. Unselfish is the attitude is how can I help this person? regardless of your thinking will i benefit or not okay. you in return may benefit yeah. you help a lady cross the road she might say god be with you 
I, you know, um, she pray, she says a prayer for you, or thank you very much, young man. You know, God bless you. Now that is a reward for you. Yeah, but you didn't do it because you wanted that reward. You did it because you wanted to help. So that's unselfishness. So in life, no matter what you do, the attitude is, how can I help? How can I be assistant? Even, but even at work, because you can have this attitude, even though you're working, how can I benefit this company? So the attitude is of being unselfish. And you're rewarded by your pay. But your attitude is, how can I benefit the company? This person only does 50% of the work I do because he feels the more, less I work, the better. Yeah, He doesn't care about the company, he only cares about himself. You're working twice as hard because you want your, your goal is, how can I help the company? Even though you're on the same page. Because your attitude is, how can I help? How can I benefit? Yeah? Yeah. Now... We come to a difficult one. What is selflessness? What do you think selflessness is? What's your understanding of selflessness? Hmm? Well, is it that once you gain the knowledge, is that you're trying to you know, get closer to the self? Then the difference between unselfish and selfless person, just the gap in knowledge. Not necessarily. Someone may get the knowledge and still not be selfless. Right. You see, you see what he's saying? He's saying, does it mean that you just need to get the knowledge? You may get the knowledge, but still your actions may still be selfish or unselfish. So what is selflessness? See, we have to extend it a little bit. We can't just answer that question. It's this. We said that we're born because of our desires. Yeah? God plus desires is a human being. What is our goal in life? To exhaust, to exhaust our desires. Correct? So understanding that we need to exhaust them, how do we exhaust them? We're born with this much desires, yeah? That's what we need to exhaust. But what are we doing with our thoughts? Increasing our desires. We're increasing our desires, aren't we? Even if you're a person who's 80 years old, you ask them, they'll still be saying, only if I can have this, if I can have it. My granddaughter gets married. Desires are still there. And they're increasing over time. So what you started with, and when you're at the end of your life, you may have not produced any. In fact, you may have increased it. Correct? Yeah. So we're learning how to reduce our desires. That's why these three paths have been given. Bhakti, Karma, and Jnana, knowledge. Those are the three ways to reduce our desires. Does everyone yeah. understand? Great. So the goal is to reduce your desires. So we are born with this much desires, and let's say at your age now, all of us at our age, we now understand we need to reduce our desires. Before this, we didn't understand that. So now the spiritual gurus are saying you need to reduce your desires, that's your goal in life. So how do you reduce the desires? Three yogas. Three yogas. Correct. Now where does selflessness pain come into it? Any ideas? Where does selflessness come into it? Selflessness is when you act based on your desires that you have and you end it there. You, you exhaust your desires then. You don't increase your desires. You act accordingly to whatever desires you have at this moment in time with an understanding that I cannot increase my desires. So any desire comes in your mind, you try to reduce it. You try to eliminate. eliminate it 
through knowledge, through understanding. So, for example, if your profession is a banker, that's what you're good at. You do your banking, you do your work in that field, knowing that this is my role in life. I've been given this role in life to do, and you do it to your best of your ability, and that's it. Those are your desires. My desires is in the banking field. You just act on those fields and those uh, desires, and that's it. So selflessness means only acting upon the, the vastness that you have. So for this, you need to understand what vastness are. You have to understand who am I, what are my desires. Now, I'm explaining it to you, and if you don't understand, I don't blame you, okay? Because it is extremely difficult to understand selfless service. Yeah, because it's beyond anything we think. Now, this is a book that we're reading, Autobiography of a Master. Yeah? This person is a selfless soul. And he says, one can acquire selflessness, yeah? one can acquire selflessness only through painful penance and endless effort, extending over innumerable lives. That's how difficult it is. Now, this is a guru yeah, saying who's been experienced it said, one can acquire selflessness only through painful penance and endless effort, extending over innumerable lives. To attain it is the ultimate object of human life, as it liberates man from the chains of births and deaths. It is the gist of teachings of Vedanta and of the Buddha. Until one reaches a state of desirelessness, which, which is what selflessness will take you to, one has no escape from the clutches of death. So, selflessness is quite difficult to understand. I've tried to explain it in the easiest way and the help of a master. But that is our goal in life, to be selfless, selflessness. Selfless action. This action, will it take me to the goal of self-realization? But what we need to do right now is just learn to be unselfish. Right. Yeah, forget selflessness. Just learn to be unselfish. Taking the knowledge. Evaluate each desire that you can pop up, that pops up. Try and develop that intellect so you can discriminate those desires. Do I need a new car? Am I ready to get married? Do I need to get married? Do I need to change my job? Do, do I need this? The desires will pop up. Discriminate. So then what you're doing is, unnecessarily you're not running after fulfilling your desires. You're using your intellect to discriminate. Most people cannot do that. They don't understand. <coughs> They'll be going from one desire to another to another. And the problem is, when they do not feel they fulfill their desire, they get agitated. So, evaluate where you are now. My actions, are they selfish or unselfish? I need to convert them to unselfish. Right now, what, what is this? How am I? Is it my selfish action? Let me see how I can convert that to unselfish action. Let's work on that. Because ultimately, we are all selfish. Yeah, yeah you can view it. You can view a selfish action, you can make it up in your head that it is a non-selfish action. Yeah, the mind can. So, therefore, understand what that is and discriminate all your actions between selfish and unselfish. If you can do that, you've developed yourself very highly. That's why, I say, that's why they say, rather well, than what can I get, what can I give? Yeah, after you. These are simple things. You let the guy go before you, coming out of the driveway. You stop for him. That is a simple action, but your thinking is unselfish. This person needs to get out. I'm in no rush. So it's the small things you start with, and before you know it, you start thinking in that way. And, you know, studying this subject helps you. Any, does that? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it does. I, I mean, it's... But like, yeah, like you said, it is. 
when, if, you, when you get to like, yeah, is <laughs> will it lead you to self-realization? Well, I don't know, do I? But many lifetimes yeah. is saying, so let's start yeah, now, that's right, what it's yeah. saying. Many lifetimes, and this is a master saying, who is self-realized by the way, and he says that it takes many lifetimes. So why we need to discuss it, we just need to understand a little bit of it. Yeah. And um, understand that that is a possibility and it will come later in my life if I follow this path. This might be the lifetime for many lifetimes. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know, no? We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. Does that does that help? Is there any clarifications on that explanation and the question that Rishi had? No, I had this question from following on from that, which is what you kind of explained is that how do you regulate your desires that you can't fulfill? You don't fulfill can you say you can't suppress it. You can't suppress it, no. no. So, a desire pops up. So, your question is, can, can you re-explain the question again for everyone? Yeah, how would you regulate your desire? Um, what do you mean by regulate? Well, that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? Don't we try and assess or discriminate? Whether discriminate, low, yes. weak, strong, medium, yeah. and then work out whether we need to follow it up in so, our way. So, for that, we, that's where the intellect plays a role. So, the intellect is... What reasons? What discriminates? What thinks? So, you know the chronology of action. Yeah? For the, just for clarification. You're born with vasanas, which are your inherent nature. You choose the family you're born in. Yeah? To exhaust those vasanas that you're born with. Because yeah? you have vasanas to play the piano, you're born in Africa where you haven't even got water, you're going to be frustrated because there's no piano there. Yeah? But you may be born in a musical family. And then subsequently you may play the piano. Yeah? How, how would you explain a five-year-old playing the piano, Beethoven, or, and you get these prodigies. Yeah? So they're born in that environment. So. You're born in a particular environment to exhaust your vasanas, the best environment to exhaust your vasanas. This vasanas becomes thought. A thought pops up. That thought, if you give it fuel, you think about it more and more, it becomes a desire. And that desire then, depending on the strength of it, you need to act on it. So that's why they say, if you have a strong desire for certain things, try and keep, up, keep, out, keep away from areas where that desire may manifest. For example, let's say you have the junk samosas and, uh, you know, <laughs> fried food, yeah? You go down Kenton Road, there's so many shops, your desires are going to pop up. But there's rams, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. Before you know it, you've stopped, parked up and bought some. But you know that if you go down that road, these desires are going to pop up. The intellect says, go a different way. I can't control that desire. It's better that I try and avoid it. You get home, you forget all about it. So for that, you need to discriminate. Now, there are some desires which are really strong. Some desires which are quite weak. The weak desires, you have no problems. Yeah, you see a travel program. They're showing skiing. You know what? That looks interesting. I'd like to go and skiing one day. You've never been. Yeah. It's a desire comes. You see another change of channel. That desire is gone. Yeah. Yeah. But some strong desire that you have in your nature, and you come across that. Now that's more difficult to control. That desire is a lot more difficult to control. So you have two choices. Either you fulfill that desire, okay, or you get knowledge to overcome it. Those are the ways to deal with desires. There are some desires which you can't control. But having that understanding that I'm I have to be careful. Desires will pop up at any time. 
you go past the sari shop, you see a sari in the window and you, wow, that's beautiful sari. You go in, try it on, you know, she said, try it on. You try it on, then you look in the mirror and it looks even wonderful. Now, it's more difficult now to eliminate that desire than you just saying, nice sari, moving on. You see how, that's how it works. So, well, it makes sense for the, the, well, like the, the examples you're giving. I, I get it because those crop up at yeah. a certain time. Yeah. So, let's say for example, I I feel like I've got a desire for you know to have a like a, a career or to have a good job or things like that. Those desires are kind of timeless. They'll always be. There's, there's no way to avoid it. Mm. So I can't fulfill it because I'm not there yet and I don't have enough knowledge to overcome it because how, how can you have knowledge about the future? So then what? So you, for example, give me an example, a desire for what? I have a desire for a good career. Good career. What's a good career though? Uh, so it would be something that in the, in, like, in the earthquake engineering field, it would be somewhere where I'm... Like it, there'd be a list of things of oh, on this, this, and this, and this, and this. Yeah. I don't, I can't uh, get those now mm -hmm. because it's going to be ahead of time. It's, mm -hmm. it, I understand that I'm not going to get there immediately, mm -hmm. but the fact is that I don't know if I'm going to get there. In the but this is where you need to pitch up a goal. My goal is to get to there. Okay. Yeah, I want to become an engineer. Yeah. Okay. You plan that goal ahead, like let's say you're 20 years old and you feel that you, that goal is achievable in seven years. Okay. So this is the goal you pitch up. Yeah. Now what you do is you work backwards from that goal. Where do I need to be every year to get to that goal? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that desire. Okay. We're not saying that the desire yeah. is wrong. Yeah. You, fo you follow your path that you want. You know, we're not saying eliminate a desire and go to a cave and meditate. Yeah, we're not, there's nothing wrong. You have a desire, you, you go for it. Yeah. See, how you get there and your, uh, your attitude makes it spiritual. Okay. The goal itself, it doesn't matter. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. We have to develop in all areas of our lives. But how we get there, what we do when we get there, our attitude, that's what makes it spiritual. Spiritual is inside. It's internal. So you have that goal, go for it. Nothing wrong with it. We're not saying eliminate that desire. But you have to evaluate why do I want that? Why do I want to achieve that? What will it give me? Yeah. Yeah. And whatever the benefits are, if it goes, uh, goes with your desires, then you go ahead for it with it. You're already a millionaire. Yeah. You go, you want, I want to fulfill that desire because I want more millions. You have to evaluate, what am I going to do with that more millions? Is it worth me pursuing that path to earn more millions? I, haven't, I can't even spend what I've got. Yeah? So then you would think, do I need to follow that path? Your attitude might be, I want to reach that goal because once I'm an engineer in that field, I can help other people. Yeah. It's a good desire, unselfish desire. You go for it. Does that make sense? Mm. The attitude is what counts as being spiritual and spiritual. And not all, you have to function on desires. You can't get rid of them. Yeah. If you have no desires, you're self-realized. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> but what desires do you want to pursue? This is the question, you see. Have you evaluated, have you thought about the, um, what desire you want to fulfill? This is where, what we're talking about, we need this knowledge. Does that help? Yeah. If, it not, if suddenly you say, I want to be president of my company, and you know that's ridiculous because it's never going to happen, mm -hmm. and you're agitated all the time because you can't get to that goal, then that's being unreasonable. Right. So then, like you said, is it, let's say you, you come up with a plan, you work backwards, and you say you want to be here and here and here. Yeah. If you don't reach them, the whole point, if you are being spiritual, if you don't reach them, the whole point is that you're not agitated by not reaching them. It wasn't in my capacity. Situations were out of my hand. Right. Okay, and I couldn't get to that goal, but I tried. Okay. There's nothing, it's better to try and fail than not try at all. Yeah. 
Because you see, as you go, as you try to reach that goal, there are other paths that open up yeah, for you. Thing, because yeah. right now I have in my head it's going to be like this. But I know for sure. People start off when they were you know, 20 or 22, they say, I'm going to do this. And that's not what they end up no, doing. No. But different paths open up as you go down the journey. But if you don't even go on the journey, you'll never know. But good, no, good questions. And by all means, you know, if ever you feel that um, you need clarification of it, you're more than welcome to ring me or, you know, speak to me privately. It's not a problem. Yeah. Does everyone uh, understand? And that concept of um, setting a goal and working backwards is actually a concept we will be covering. Yeah, so is, is that the management one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, we covered that book before, I think you joined. Uh, yeah. yeah. GPL. Yeah. But I think it might be on the um, podcast. I'm not sure. GBR. I'm not sure if it is on the. It's not. We weren't. We started when the podcast started. Yeah, I don't think GBR was. Um, what it, yeah, so I did that before that. But it's a, you can read it. It's not a difficult book to read. Um, in the ashram, we have business people come in, we go through that with them. Yeah. The pair, is, yeah. I kind of had to learn that by. Uh, experience as opposed yeah. to being taught it, yeah. which is yes. difficult. Yes, but it's quite, um, yeah. quite good. You know, in the people, these business people, they pay $5,000 for five days to learn that. They come from all over the world, all these big top management people, even in India, top management people come there and they run five days lectures just on that, and they pay a lot of money to, for that. Mm. Did then everyone understand Rishi's question? And is there any clarifications on that? Okay. So you have to develop that intellect, which then controls the mind. The desires pop up in the head, in the mind. Now, it's your, in your ability, is you, is it, have you got the capacity to control that desire? And what controls that desire is the intellect. That's where studying this subject in the morning, between four and six, or as close as that time you can, it develops the intellect. It develops that capacity to reason, to think, to control the desires that pop up in the mind. See, without discriminating, you can't reach that spiritual height. This is why we're saying you have to um, develop the intellect because the mind will take you all over the place even on the spiritual path you know I like that bhajan I'm going to go there and just listen to a bhajan every day great but it doesn't help you develop spiritually yeah so the mind will go to things that it thinks it's spiritual even though it likes it just because it likes it so the intellect alone can govern it even here uh so is quite devotional, but he, he says in the next line, he goes, but without the knowledge and without the capacity to discriminate, you cannot develop. So therefore we need to develop our intellect so we can then, we're in a position to discriminate our desires. Do I need, to, do I need a new coat? I've got three already. No, you know what? I can go through this year without another one. It's in the sale, it's half price. You see? So that's how you discriminate. You have to develop that capacity to be able to discriminate your desires. And as I said, some you will have to fulfill because you're not in a position to control it. Does that answer your question? Mm. Yeah. But you know what? You have to, yes. You can't discriminate otherwise. So whatever capacity you have right now, you'll be able to control certain desires. The stronger ones you won't be able to control because it's not strong enough, to, the um, intellect's not strong enough and that desire is too powerful. But as you develop the intellect as you go along, you'll gain that capacity to be able to control the stronger ones as well. Yeah, so this is the marker. So, but you know you're on the right path, so don't worry about it. <laughs>
That's it. You, you explain about desires to people, they're, 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 what are you trying to know what you're talking about? You know, so you're, you're thinking in the right way, which is, the, which is the start. And then it's also thinking, is that desire selfless? Not selfless, but unselfish as well. So whatever actions you're doing, then you have to think about it that way as well. Many desires are pop up, popping up all the time. Um, it's difficult to um, be aware of them all the time. As you go, you know that we, we talked about tamas, rajas and sattva. As you become more and more tamasic type, it's more difficult to control the desires. The intellect becomes weaker in the evening. The sensual organs start becoming more powerful. That's why they say that um, go to bed early, then you're reducing that tamas and you're not, you don't become a slave to your senses. And then if you wake up early, you're, in, you're increasing the sattva and able to develop your intellect. It's a balance. It's, um, it's not difficult, but it needs effort. This is the point. The spiritual development needs effort. And it's different levels of effort for different people in different areas. Only you can decide. easy to then imagine that you're you think that you're being taken advantage of or you know you just end up endlessly working and it becomes your whole thing because you're like oh what can I do for this what can I do for this and then you need to you know decide where the threshold is but at that point have you then just limited your unselfishness or is the, the, the idea that you were doing it in the first place so let's say you work from nine till five right. okay that is the time you're working. So we're saying that at that period of time, your attitude is how I'm, I am a servant of my company. How can I help? Yeah, that's it. Now they may ask you to, you know, you may not finish your work and you may need to stay another half an hour, work, work in your lunch hour or whatever. That's your decision. But at the same time, you can't exhaust yourself where you can't deal with other things in life. Yeah, your work hours are between nine and five o'clock. If you want to work a bit longer, that's up to you. But your whole attitude is, how can I help my company? Doesn't mean you work 24-7 for it because I want to be unselfish. It doesn't work. It's, it's once again, the intellect has to come in and say, okay, my attitude is of unselfishness. I've helped. I've done my, I've done my job today to the best of my ability. See, another thing is that the more people take advantage of you, you have to be careful there as well. So it's not just being unselfish, it's also understanding that this is my capacity, this is, I've done my fair day's work. Yeah. That's it. It's the best of my capacity. Once again, the intellect has to come in. It's the attitude, isn't it? It's the attitude. So, for example, if you uh, finish at 5.30 uh, whilst your colleagues are staying on, you might think, gosh, they're staying on and I want to be unselfish, I should be staying with them, right? But your attitude is to that you want to stay, but actually you can't. You have other priorities. You have other priorities. Do you see even a priority for yourself? If you finish at seven, for example, yeah. instead of five, to come home to have dinner, to get to bed for nine, so that you can study early the next day, is not beneficial. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And therefore that development is hindered. But the attitude is is that you want to help. Is it has to be a balance. These companies may take advantage of you otherwise. You know, this guy works all the time and I'm paying him the same amount. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's, an, it's the attitude that you have. Your actions may be different. 
Sometimes you may have to be selfish, but your attitude is, I am unselfish, but they're taking advantage of me. I have to say no. Okay. Yeah? But th even that, attitude is unselfish, but you know that... Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance. As you go along, you will uh, understand it better. Uh, yeah, it takes time to change and have this um, to change the way you are, and it's gradual. Well, it's not so much that the. It's more like I I kind of had the naivety that I will be unselfish and stuff, and then I don't recognize when I'm being taken advantage of. All that is. You need to understand that. Yeah, there has to be, you cannot completely be unselfish all the time where people are taking advantage of you and you're wearing yourself thin and you can't do any other work. Yeah, because your your goal is to be unselfish, but also to develop yourself, your personality, um, you know, your intellect, you know, it's a balance. But you will, you'll start working out as you go along, you'll, as you study, you'll, you'll know what's right and what's wrong. You can't change straight away. It takes yeah. time. Now, this I just read this morning, and you asked me, so it just I just remembered, yeah. and it explains it in a in a really well. So that's why you don't need to worry about it. Many lifetimes, it says, to develop that <laughs> attitude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, any other questions? These are all helpful to everyone, by the way, because everyone's going through these things, but they may not be able to um, articulate, articulate the question, you know? So it's helpful to everyone. Mm -hmm. so what Rishi is saying is exactly what I did do. Stay late. Like I say, get home really late. I can't get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's straight back to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm like chasing my tail at the mm -hmm. all the time. And it obviously it's had an effect on my health as well. Mm -hmm. so. The main goal is balance. That was kind of, yeah, being unselfish as in pride in your work and yeah. making sure the organization passed because we had an inspection to put in all those extra hours. See, you work from nine to five, as I said. Your attitude is unselfish. How can I benefit the company? Mm -hmm. So you're working as hard as you can without thinking, well, how much money am I getting paid for this extra hour I'm doing? You're not thinking of that. You're just working. Mm -hmm. yeah, you worked your lunch hour. You never thought... Will I get paid for an extra? No, my company needs me. The person next to you may be doing the minimum amount of work because the way she looks at it is um, he or she that, you know, I'm here from nine to five. They're not paying me extra hours. They're not paying me extra hours. Why should I work my lunch hour? See, that's the difference in attitude. But you both finish at five. But the attitude is how can I serve rather than what can I get? That's the difference. But the main, your main focus should be on spiritual development. Yeah. So that morning study is for you to allow you to deal with that day. Yeah. If you put that hour in in the morning, you'll be shocked how your day will go. Your discrimination level will increase, your intellect will be available to you when you need it, and you'll be able to go through that day much easier. Because the mind, it dissipates energy, you see, so you feel tired and all sorts, you know, worrying, and oh, I don't know, he's giving me this other vile now project to do, you know, how much can I do? That's the mind. But the intellect's like, okay, no, if I do it this way, I can at least give it a start, maybe I'll finish it tomorrow. That's the intellect. So now you're not agitated in any way, you see. It's the agitations that create the problems. So the intellect, when you study in the morning, that intellect's available to you, whatever level. You don't become a slave to your emotions. That's the difference. That was my next question. When you're saying you study, what is it you're supposed to be studying, as it were? Or do you pick a topic and say, okay, I'm going to read that today? Good question. Okay. Fair. Fine. Good question. Um, so, the, the question you're asking is: Okay, I see the benefit of studying in the morning. How do I study? Yeah. 
how and what do I study? Fine. The first thing I would say to you, okay, first of all, when you get up in the morning, okay, you don't, you just brush your teeth, wash your face and sit down. Okay, don't get involved with anything else. Okay. All right, no nothing. Okay, I just, no, 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 no. no. You're getting involved in the world already. If, I don't, if you have a shower and all that, will take you another two hours. <laughs> <it's a problem>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be that. No, this is, okay. So let's start right from scratch. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you what I do, all right? And then yeah, you can. We'll try it out, so the alarm goes off at 4.30 and I'm up by 4.45, yeah. Or sometimes I get up at four even before the alarm goes off. But after a while, you get used to it. So you get up, first thing I do is brush my teeth, put the coffee machine on, black coffee, and I sit down in my study room. I'll show you where I sit down in the morning so you'll have an idea, okay? Mm -hmm. Sit down in the morning and I continue reading what I have started. I may, and then I may read the book that we're studying just so I get some ideas of what we're gonna talk about in class. So I, I read the topics every day, so I'm ready for Sunday in class. So for the same for, for you guys, you do whatever you need to do in the morning in a sense of getting yourself ready, yeah? Don't worry about bathing, whatever, pajamas, it's fine, okay? Now, the next important part. If you need to make a coffee, make a coffee because the caffeine makes you alert, you may be drowsy, and caffeine kicks in in about 15 minutes. You're ready to go. Find a place which will be permanent for you to study. So that place will be where you study. It could be in your bedroom. It's not a problem. But you allocate a space. Where, and you prepare that space the night before for the morning. So whatever you're going to study, whatever, whatever it is that you need to do, you prepare that the night before. So maybe your book, your lamp, whatever. So, you brush your teeth, you made your coffee, you sit down, the book's ready for you, whatever page you're going to read, and all you do is then read what you want to read. Now, what I would suggest is cover the topic that we covered on Sunday. Not listen to the podcast. Morning time is for studying, not for listening. Uh, listening you could do in the car or whenever you got on a train or whatever. This doesn't mean listen, that's the easy way out. You'll be falling asleep. You pick up what we've read and you go over that topic that we've covered, that portion in the book. Now when you read that, one line for example, make sure you understand it clearly. You may have to read it, for example, I've read this page that um, on this chapter, I have read every day this two pages for the last seven days. And I've read this book once before already. But the same page I'm reading over and over again because I want it, I want to absorb what he's trying to say to the point where I actually fully understand it. So that I can start living it. Yeah, I may understand it intellectually, but it's not, may have not absorbed within. So understand exactly what that uh, sentence is saying. Do I understand it clearly? If you don't understand it, make a note of it and then you ask the question next time. I didn't understand what this word means in, what, in, this, in this sentence. Can you explain it to me? Now you're actually studying. It's not the length of study. It's the depth of study. It's not how much you read in one hour, it's how much you absorb. And if you absorb one sentence fully, you'd be surprised how it will help you. So what I suggest is cover, start from Vedanta Treatise in the beginning to where we are. Um, you know, maybe just read over it once and then start taking in small chunks. Um, for this week, for example, and then Sundays, when every Sunday what we cover, you cover that during the week. We cover a lot. We don't even cover that much in the ashram. 
we do cover a lot on Sundays, you'd be surprised. We go for, in the ashram, one, one hour we might just go for one paragraph sometimes. And then you are now exercising your intellect. And if you do it that way, initially after 10-15 minutes you might get tired. Mentally you think, you know, I can't take it anymore. But that means that you're actually, you're actually studying. If you can read for an hour and still not tired, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> because you're thinking. Think about what it's saying. Think about the concept. Amrit, you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just uh, thinking of the, the mythology uh, yeah. used is similar to when you watch a film. Um, some films I've seen sort of ten times over and you still spot something that different you can spot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very much similar scenario where you can read 20 lines. Uh, if you read it quick, you won't absorb anything. You yeah. may only absorb two words or so. Mm. That's it. I mean, you could read this whole book and not gain anything from it. Seriously. You can read the whole book and not gain anything from it. It won't change you in any way. But if you do it this way, understand that I've got, a, it's my, I've got my whole lifetime. I don't need to get to the end of this book. Okay? One concept can change your life. So just understand that concept clearly. And that's how, to that's how you study. You may not make it an hour, first few months. It may be only 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But put that effort in for that time. And then slowly as your capacity increases, you will start increasing your um, ability to... Um, so what I'm saying, even if you allocate an hour and you spend an hour reading, you will find that it's only in the first 15-20 minutes you'll actually get to the depth, you'll absorb it. Thereafter, you'll find it more and more difficult because your capacity is not as, you know... Yeah, it's like a muscle, you have to exercise it. This is the exercise. Yeah. Yeah. See, nobody asks these questions in class, so I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't say. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, that's, but you'd be surprised everyone's not thought about it or thinking about it, so, you know. That's why we were thinking of introducing something like a small group discussion and question and answer every now and again, because... Mm. Really, yeah. We have that in the ashram every day. Because if you're talking to other people, they tell you what they've tried, and you think, oh, I could try that, yeah. and see if it works or not. So yeah. having that understanding of discussion with other people, yeah, would be good as well. So this, the way I've just explained to you the study is the, how we adopt it in the ashram, taught to us by the Swami, who, who, who spent 40 years doing it. So it's not something we've, it's not, yeah, it's not something we've developed. It, it's passed on. You know, and it's important that you allocate that space. You know why? Because the mind, it takes time for it to settle down. And the less you give it to worry about, the better. So if it's, a, if it's an environment that you know and the mind knows, okay, as soon as you sit down in front of this, oh yeah, it's time to study. The mind will say, okay, yeah, it's time to study. So you want to try and eliminate that agitation. So that familiarity of that space it's quite important. It's conditioning. Yes, yeah, conditioning. The mind, you know, the mind in a certain environment knows what, what's going to happen. So it helps you. It doesn't, it doesn't go against what you're going to do. So therefore in that environment, I mean, the mind is sort of half asleep anyway, but still you want it to, you want it to be a simple process. Because, you know, it's the mind that will stop you from studying. <laughs> so you want to eliminate that as much as you can. Does that make sense? It's all the distractions. Yeah. You, know, you sit in a different place every time, it's a different... The mind, what's that? I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that. <laughs> you see? And that's what you're trying to eliminate. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to concentrate anyway. 
Yeah, so the more you help yourself, the better. Does that, does that uh, help? When yep. you're sitting down, um, okay, you've done this bit, but when you're, say, your desires, you're looking at them and regulating them, how do you look within yourself for other things in terms of your own behaviour and others' behaviour and work out what to do in your own behaviour by contacting the world so you're not as aggravated or affected by it? I think we need to break it down. There's quite a few yeah, so uh, questions. questions. Okay. Um, if you look within yourself, how do you assess your own behaviour and others' behaviour? Through knowledge. You have to be able to... See, first of all, my, most people are extroverted. They cannot look within. They don't know how to look within. Yeah? Mm. We're learning that we have to look within. This is what we're studying. So that's, a, that's an exercise in itself, how to look within. And only through knowledge and understanding that, for example, that, that you can look within. I mean, for example, your mind, your intellect, desires. These are things we've now discovered through this subject. Until then, we didn't understand that this is the process. So now you're looking within, or it's a factor now. Before you only look out, looked out. You're now looking within. So as you gain more knowledge... You become, you become more um, objective with what's happening within yourself and outside in the world. Yeah. You're able to discriminate more. Once again, the intellect plays a role in this. So therefore, for only through knowledge and your own development, you will be able to look more within. At your thought process at your actions, your contemplation, that all comes from the morning study. What we're doing is reflecting and contemplating on what we have learnt on Sunday or in this book. So we're reflecting and contemplating. Contemplating is thinking, reflecting is taking a concept and thinking about it and um, understanding it, that's reflecting. So it's reflection and contemplation. Now by doing that process, the result is that you're able to look within. It's a, it's a process. I can't say, do this and it'll happen. It's a, a process that you have to develop, which will come in time as you go through the process of practicing this. Yeah, so if you sort of spend 10 minutes just sitting there and thinking about what you've done or need to do, is that not like looking within yourself? Well, remember we mentioned, I can't remember if you've been in the class where we mentioned this, in the night. Yeah, yeah, that's Yes, that is part of it. Unconsciously, you've actually programmed yourself to get, I didn't, that didn't go well, so I'm going to... Yeah, go that. through the process of self-reflection. You go through every action that you, that you can remember that you did that day, until the point of you, ref of you reflecting, without analysing the outcome of it. Just go through the actions. Yeah, because you get distracted if you look at the and and as you go through that, the, automatically you will absorb the fact if it was a positive negative action. Where next time when you're actually about to do that action, something will prick you and say, you know what, last time it didn't work out. I better not do it. But these are all exercises that we need to perform. So, and these are all exercises that you perform, which will result in you developing the intellect, being able to reflect more, being able to um, discriminate more internally, externally. This is the outcome of all these exercises. It's a process. Mm. It, but this is the effort we have to put in on this path, on the spiritual path. These are the efforts. Just by gaining knowledge, you cannot. You have to convert it into action. You have to convert it into action. You see, but... Um, I think if someone's irritated, you know they're irritating you on purposely. But if you're... Because you've been doing this, you sort of don't react. And they just stop. 
Because it's not having the effect on you that they want. The more you affect it, the more they... Yeah, if I, like, if I reacted, <laughs> then it would get worse, I think. Yeah, yeah you're playing his game, or yeah. her game. But he, yeah. That's his nature, that's all that's that he it, does. Yeah. I'm not going to be part of it. That's it. They calm down and then they just... Yeah. So you've, you've eliminated that agitation that would have resulted from that. Yeah, that would have upset me afterwards. Through knowledge? Yeah. Perfect. That's, this is exactly... I would, I would get upset and emotional and whatever situation mm. it is, but you don't do it. See, the, you've taken the knowledge, you put the effort in to understand that this is going to agitate me, this is his, this is his uh, nature. I'm not going to be privy to it. So you've eliminated that through knowledge. This is how exactly it works. I think there's a, a thing, isn't there, where they say that um, it's hard to change yourself, but it's impossible to change the world. Yeah. So therefore, it's just better off focusing on yourself. Yes, I think part of your question was with others. Um, as, as in, like, <coughs> when you're looking at yourself, yeah. you can assess yourself, can't you? Yeah. So when you're looking at others, part of it was, do we need to get their opinion on how we behave in okay. certain things? Because we value their opinion, because we can't see that for ourselves. So... so does it cover your first, first question? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. The second, your second question now is um, outside. Yeah. Okay. First of all, as Sittle said, your 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 focus should be on developing yourself. Nothing else. Understanding also that people will behave based on their nature, which comes from many past lives. You can't change that. Only they can change that. Your job is to navigate through the world, through the day. If someone's going to agitate you, irritate you, your role is to understand. No point getting involved with that person and moving on. Yeah, that's all you can do is develop yourself to understand how everyone functions, people function, and the world functions. Yeah, you can't change anybody's nature. So you have to decide. Yeah, you have to decide who is beneficial to your needs and who isn't. Who's going to agitate you? Who's going to support you? And then, in that basis, you keep your whatever friends you have, or um, on that basis. Does do you mean? Is that what you meant by um, the outside or work colleagues or? something at work and I wanted their opinion on my behaviour do I ask them or do I look within myself and say okay I'm happy with what I did that's fine or do I take what they need into consideration as well first of all you developing your or going on your own desires as it were no the, um, the main thing is for you to live by your own principles okay you have a role to play at work, whatever you're doing. Are you doing it to the best of your capacity? Most of the time, I think I am. Yeah? <laughs> it doesn't matter. If someone, your superior manager, says to you, you did this wrong. Okay, actually, did I? how can I learn from that? Where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? Now, that's helping you to not make that mistake again. That's a constructive criticism. And you, you, you're, you're um, grateful for them to give you that pointer so you can develop yourself. But by speaking to people who are selfish or not working themselves, why would you want their opinion? Yeah, you only want if you're not comfortable with your um, work, then you need to speak to someone who can help you, who will understand that and help you to develop that side. So who do you go to, you know, for advice? But the best person is yourself. If you can develop yourself to understand. But that doesn't mean that you know how to do all, everything. You may need to go and get help from someone um, who can help you to um, explain how to do that. Preferably particularly. Partial. Yeah, someone who is who's thinking of the company. You know, you know that person, she works hard, she, and she's done this before. Maybe she can help me how to 
and guide me how to do this project because I'm not familiar with it. But you wouldn't go to someone who doesn't care or doesn't understand it themselves. You know what, just leave it, put it on the back. You know, then, <laughs> you know, you're not benefiting in any way. Then you can also go the other way, where you can ask someone who's, you know, intention is, you, you say, oh, I'm, I think I'm doing, is, is what I'm doing right? And they just, they're positively affirming you, like, yeah, you are doing, yeah. And it may be that, you know, later down the line you realise you weren't doing it right. So then, it, it does work both ways in that you can have, you can go to advice for some for some people who are just going to tell you what you're doing is fine. Yeah. And then that kind of, if you, if you think that it is fine, and someone else thinks that it's fine. Yeah. And then later on you, you realise it wasn't, then, you know. You've done it to the best of your ability, you know. That's all you can do. I was thinking more because as a manager, I need to make sure the team works well. So mm. if I ask their opinion, how do you think this will work? <coughs> opinion on did I do that okay for everyone or not? That's what I meant by. See, this is the problem is your role is a manager. Yeah. The reason you're a manager is so you can manage. You can't ask the people who you're managing how to manage. You can ask their opinion, did, how did this project go, how did this, do you think we received, did we reach the result that we intended to? If we didn't, how can we achieve this? Now you're managing. I think maybe if you did this that way, we may have, you know, now you're managing. But you can't ask their opinion. You can ask their opinion as to what do you think we went wrong. You can have a discussion like this and ask everyone's opinion. But you, your role is managing, so therefore, that's your role. That's what you need to do. How you do it will come from studying the subject. As your intellect develops, you won't need their opinion. You'll be using their opinion only to make them feel good, that they're part of the team. But you know, my goal is this. This is what we need to achieve. I know how to achieve it. But in order for me to achieve that, I need to make sure everyone's happy. That is your role as a manager. They wouldn't have made you a manager if you weren't able to no, no, no. deal with that just, yeah, role. Making the team happy to make sure that, because there's always difference in opinions. Yes, it's my role to yeah. know we're going to do it this way. So, you know when we... I suppose it's more technical. Right? You know when we study about people's nature? Yeah, so yeah. your ability to be able to understand what this person's nature is, yeah. what that person's nature is, then you're able to deal and tackle with the team Understanding that this person, this person is quite tamasic, it's quite lazy, yeah? Uh, the, the, the work I need, I need to make sure that he, I, I keep, keep my eyes on him and he doesn't become, you know, lazy and doesn't push his, uh, you know, push himself. The other person, you know, you know, I just have to tell that one person, it's just done, that you're managing. So therefore, that's the role you have to play. So you have to understand the individual's nature then you're able to manage better, more efficiently. Rashid, does that make sense? Yeah. So for that, of course, you understand. I need to know people's nature. He's quite selfish. You know what? He doesn't have to do anything for anyone. I have to deal with him in this particular way. This person, I have to deal with this particular way. That doesn't mean you say, hey, you lazy git. <laughs> yeah. Pull your weight. That doesn't help. Because he doesn't know he's lazy. Yeah, he, doesn't, yes. he doesn't know he's lazy. He thinks he's normal. His attitude is, what can I get away with with the least amount of work? So you have to encourage him, make him feel part of the team, you know, that sort of stuff. Any other questions? Gradually, like I said, the key is the morning study. Morning study is the key. Because the affectation is the mind. The mind is affected. The control of the mind is the intellect. So you have to develop that capacity. And then you will be less affected. Because they're constantly bombarded with all this. Yeah. 
And do you know what? The um, more you go on this path, the more affected you could become, because you become more aware. You become more aware. So for example, you want to become unselfish, and you work towards becoming unselfish. But because you understand what selfishness is, when you see it, it pricks you. And therefore you're agitated to think, why is it that I'm trying to be so unselfish and others around me are behaving selfishly? Because you understand what is now selfish to unselfish. So of course it's highlighted. But you, but you have to develop yourself to get over it. Understand, it's my only I can get out of this world. I can only I can develop myself and not be affected by the world. This is my role, my duty to myself. To reach, so I said about yeah. the sentence about we can't change the world. Uh, it's impossible, but it's hard to change ourselves, but that's what we have to do. You know the quote, as the mind, as the world, so the world. So you want to change the world? What do you need to change? Mm -hmm. <laughs> In hoping that that person sees the way you are and they better to change as well, but who knows? <laughs> that's not your responsibility. No, I get that hope even. <laughs> That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to change yourself. And you know, people will see you change, you're more happier, you're yeah. more content, and they'll think, what's he on? What's she yeah, on? Exactly. They start thinking all sorts. Yeah. You're doing the cult. <laughs> yeah, I've that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, at least people know who I am. My dad's a bugger, by the way. So yeah. they know, they go into a class, he's a bugger son, so it's not going to mislead them in any way. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm teaching at the end of the day, and so therefore, you know. I think we're in a cult. Yeah, so, but he knows. He knows the, the who's yeah. the, like he knows me. Or, okay. You know your family. So therefore, you know that that thought will not be my hopefully not. Be my mom was not interested in anyone else. She's oh, is it really good? I can't pick her up and bring her in. Yeah, but her, <laughs> she may not be able to understand what. My mom understands English. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. She might a little bit, but she's still. I might have to get her onto the podcast then. Any other questions? Any other clarifications? I think we've covered quite a lot actually today. Yeah, it's kind of given us a direction to aim for yeah. rather than just, oh, yeah, it's just study in the morning. Like, okay, what? Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Because every morning I sort of, I'm wide awake at four past four and I'm thinking I should be studying, but instead I listen to the podcast. Mm. Which isn't really the same. No, it isn't. And I do that in bed, so like a half an hour, a good five minutes later. Oh my I'm god, sleeping. you listen to my voice in bed? Yeah, and I fall asleep and shit. I'm just doing all the cooking in bed. It's a concept. No, I can't. You're just I'll have to introduce in the when I'm uh, giving the class. Are you listening? Get up. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs>